nobody tells you these things until you're like, oh my God, I'm experiencing this. And it's so weird. And someone's like, oh yeah, I had that with all five of my kids. (laughs) Why isn't this in the what to expect books? Happiness, success, freedom, energy, fun, balance, strength, peace. It all stems from our physical and emotional well-being. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion with experts to show you the way. This is Be Well, a podcast from Crossover Health. Not sick is not enough. Being well is a movement to get the most we want out of life. In each of our episodes, we pick a health or lifestyle topic, bring in one of our doctors from the front lines, and have a real conversation. Be well, do good, enjoy life. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle Husevelt, Health Coach Program Manager for Crossover Health. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion. Just as a reminder, the following presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. In this very special episode, we're tapping into the wisdom of the mothers of Crossover Health to share their unique journeys through pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and everything in between. From self-care to mental health, nutrition, physical changes, feeling that shift in their own identity, these moms get real about their experiences. They focus on the path from pregnancy to motherhood from their own personal experiences and how having children has impacted them in ways they never expected. I really focused on the birth experience and it was really amazing. I was able to have, you know, two natural childbirths, but looking back, I think I wish I would have spent that time that I'd spend kind of preparing for the birth experience. I wish I had spent it preparing for being a mom and and taking care of a baby and kind of learning more about early childhood development when I had had the time Um, because the birth, you know, it's just one day and the being a mom is much longer. So my first son, I actually had a really hard time getting pregnant with him. And so I I would have liked if somebody had told me that pregnancy is really, really hard. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you aren't happy about it. And it doesn't mean that you don't want the baby. Because I had waited so long, I felt like I had to be nothing but excited. And, you know, it's really hard physically. It's hard mentally. It's hard emotionally. And honestly, I hated it. I, I have two kids, so I was pregnant twice, and I hated it both times. I have a lot of friends who were like, it was the best, loved it, I enjoyed it, I was glowing, and I didn't have any of that. You know, I had morning sickness, and I was exhausted all the time. And it didn't mean I didn't love the baby, but it felt guilty for feeling that way. And I wish somebody would have just said, like, this is normal. Like, it's okay. It's hard on you, you know. It's hard. It's a hard process. Um, and I wish I wish somebody would have told me it was okay. My first appointment when I went to my OBGYN and it was confirmed that I was pregnant, these are the things that you should watch out for started. And the main one is, well, for the first 12 weeks, it's it's the most crucial period where, you know, many things can happen. And one of the things that can happen is you can miscarry. So what I would like you to do is to just be aware that if you start to notice any sort of blood, if you notice cramping, if there's something that seems off, come back to me. 
So the first time you're at this appointment, you're so happy. You're like, oh my God, I'm finally pregnant. And then it's like, oh, now I have to look every time I use the restroom. Now I have to keep this in the back of my mind. Now I have to wait anxiously for the first 12 weeks to pass where you're technically in the clear, but technically you're not because it can happen. So I wish somebody before um, would have openly talked about the fact that for the first 12 weeks, you are going to that restroom and obsessively looking at every single discoloration that you can possibly find just to make sure that everything is okay. And one of the things I wasn't prepared for during pregnancy is the first time you feel the baby move is like incredible because especially with your first one, because it's like, it's even when you're first pregnant and you're sick and you just like are exhausted to the bone, it still doesn't feel real. Like, it's like, this is like abstract. This is happening to somebody else. And then you feel like the flutters and the kicks and you're like, oh my God, there's an actual human (laughs) in there. I'm growing this human being inside of me. I think before pregnancy, I would have liked to have had a better handle on my good eating habits. I learned that if you eat a combination of protein and carbs early in the morning and eat at regular intervals, you can minimize the nausea and vomiting. So just an aware, more of an awareness of planning my meals and being more mindful about what I was eating rather than just eating whatever was available and kind of unconsciously eating. I would have been more prepared. Um, Some of the things that happen during pregnancy, nobody talks about and are super common. So like there's obviously the morning sickness, you know, people know you get cravings, heartburn. um, But then there's like really weird things like your nose is stuffy and nobody talks about it, but it's normal. Like your shoe size changes, your eyesight can change. You know, I'm over here thinking like, oh my God, I'm going blind at 30 years old, but it's just because the baby. And it's silly things, but like nobody, nobody tells you these things until you're like, oh my God, I'm experiencing this. And it's so weird. And someone's like, oh yeah, I had that with all five of my kids. (laughs) Why isn't this in the what to expect books? So even though pregnancy can be challenging, just take the time to enjoy nine months of you time, go on vacation, go on more dates, like with your significant other just taking every every minute you have to yourself because once that baby is born, it's it's really not about you anymore. You don't have the time that you had before. And um, just one baby makes the whole mix completely different. The moment that he came out, knowing that all the things that is bad that can happen and all the amazing things that could happen, you know, it was like a sigh of relief, but yet sheer terror all at the same time. and. I think that first, I want to say the first two weeks post-delivery, I would probably say were the toughest two weeks of my life, of of the nine-month journey, because you're now in charge of a human, but you also have to take care of yourself. And you don't know how to take care of yourself. You don't know how to take care of a human. You're trying to do it all while being a wife and being a mom, if you already have children. And if you're a first time mom, you're trying to navigate those waters. I felt this enormous struggle with myself of wanting to do better, but not knowing how to do it better. It was an amazing journey and I still think about it. And now my little one is three and a half years old, but 
it's definitely a toll. And, you know, I want to close out with ask for help. It's something that I'm guilty of that I didn't do. I know many moms, I think, do the same thing. We want to appear as the hero, as the one that can do it all of take care of the house, the cook, the work. You realize that it is almost impossible to do it all. And it's such a toll of figuring out that balance of being there for yourself and being there for them. I found that especially with my second pregnancy, I had really strong, overwhelming feelings of sadness about how my life was about to change. And I know that this can happen. I've talked to other people. This can happen with the first one because you've had all that freedom, but then suddenly, you know, you have a child to take care of and, you know, the, the freedom that you had before was gone. For me, it was a little bit different with my second child. I basically thought that I was ruining my first child's life (laughs) and I hadn't seen anyone really talk about this before. A lot of times you'll hear like, oh, having a second child is great. You're bringing like a friend into the picture and it's so much easier the second time around. But I just had all these strong feelings about how my first child would be, you know, feeling rejected or replaced. Maybe she wasn't good enough that we had to bring a second child in. And it essentially took a lot of the excitement about being pregnant with my second kid away. Don't get me wrong. I loved my newborn and I did everything to protect her, but I also felt like this new person that I barely knew was taking me away from my firstborn who I'd had a very deep connection and strong relationship with for a couple of years. This is something I, for me, I feel like would have been really important to know because you often hear about baby blues, postpartum depression and anxiety, but I feel like there's really little talk about any other emotions between those and then pure joy. (laughs) And I also think it's something that maybe isn't talked about because it's really hard to admit that you might feel resentment towards your child, you know, especially you're waiting for this person that you couldn't wait to meet. So I think that's probably why it's not talked about a lot, but it really would have been helpful for me to know that others had experienced this and to normalize those feelings so that I wouldn't be so internally confused, especially during an already chaotic time of bringing home a newborn and adjusting to the, the changes in your family. Um, And I actually had super bad postpartum depression with my second baby. And I just feel like what I try to to know now and what I try to make sure people know now is talk about it. Because if I hadn't talked about it, I don't know that I would have recovered. Even if it feels wrong and uncomfortable and you feel guilty for feeling that way, you have to talk about it. I wish I prepared myself better for the fourth trimester. This is a stage after the birth of your child, and it is honestly so hard as you are trying to heal from the actual delivery as well as navigating the breastfeeding journey, which for me was such a struggle. I strongly encourage all moms who are struggling with this to reach out to a lactation consultant. And, you know, if in the end, the breastfeeding journey isn't in the cards for you, don't give in to the mom guilt, which is very strong because in the end, you're doing your best and fed is best. You know, there's a lot of pressure when you have a baby, even from the nurses, they're going to push you to keep trying to breastfeed. And I think the reality is, is it's just our choice. And I think, you know, don't feel guilty for, for what you choose, because sometimes uh, there are some women that don't lactate enough. You know, there's some women that over lactate and there's some women that don't lactate enough. And so some actually can't really like produce enough breast milk and they have to go to formula. They don't get that choice. I think you don't really know what your body is like until you are pregnant and every pregnancy is different. Try, but just don't stress yourself out about it. You know, the first couple days your milk is coming in. And so if you have to give a bottle every other feed, 
because it's a not not enough for your baby. Don't feel guilt. It's like, oh, you know, you get just dis- at least in my experience, I can't speak for everybody, but you know, you get discharged from the hospital with a human that you now have to care for, which by itself is terrifying. And then it's like you, you get a pamphlet, you know, get a book that says, here's what to keep an, an eye out for. And if none of this is happening, like we'll see you six weeks out. And to me that, you know, I was going weekly for the the last like six weeks to, I was going very, very regularly. And then to not having that, it's, it's kind of jarring, even though I knew that's how it was. It's still very jarring in the moment. Actually, I was asked in the hospital still what my uh, preferred method of birth control was because they recommend not having another child, at least for a year from a safety perspective, right? That the, the body needs to heal. The body needs a replenishment of nutrients, right? Cause when you're pregnant, the baby gets, the baby takes whatever the baby needs, right? So you've got to make sure you're eating and doing all the things appropriately because you as mom need to still have nutrients. And so that's why they say it, it, you need to really pause between pregnancies. So, so I understand the, Hey, let's not get you pregnant again yet. And so I hadn't slept in three days and the MFM is like, what do you want for birth control? And I'm like, I can't even think about that (laughs) yet. Um, So the six week uh, appointment is often about kind of what forms of contraception you're planning on on doing. I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's enough support for postpartum. And I could write a book on things I wish I knew after pregnancy. It's like during pregnancy, you know, you're treated like glass. People are gentle and you make sure you eat enough and you make sure you sleep enough and their doctors are making sure you're healthy. And then you go through this, maybe it's dramatic to say, but it's this traumatic event of birthing this baby. Even even in a super uncomplicated, easy delivery, it's still, I mean, so traumatic. And then it's like once the baby's out, it's not, you're not really important anymore. And, and don't get me wrong, the, the baby is important. And, and you know, you, you have to take care of that human. This is your human to grow and to take care of. But it's like your emotions are all over the place and you're exhausted, but you created this human and they're here and you're meeting them. And the love is just like overwhelming. But then how am I supposed to do this and keep this person alive? Yesterday, I was a kid. and Now today, I'm a mom. Especially the first time around, I had a really hard time like getting to know the woman I was now. Like you're not who you were before the baby was born, but you don't know who you are yet because you don't know this new person either. There's not enough resources about you as the woman after and not necessarily you as the mother after. You know, it's normal to be ecstatic about this baby and ecstatic about this little human that you created and also devastated about missing your old life and scared that you're not the only thing you have to take care of anymore. I just, that's what I wish I had known after, that it's normal to feel like a roller coaster. (laughs) Birth itself is really messy. I've heard that. Again, I think it's different when it's your own lived experience. Know that that is part of it. However you give birth, it is going to be messy and that's okay. I think oftentimes as women, we're expected to be very... I don't know, clean, neat, tidy. There's a lot of expectations, I think, on on birth givers. Okay. After pregnancy, don't be surprised by how much blood you will bleed out the weeks after delivering your baby because your body is essentially getting rid of all the blood it didn't shed for almost a year without a period. 
Also, don't freak out too much if you see blood clots. Apparently, it's pretty common. But if you're unsure, it might be best to err on the side of caution and reach out to your healthcare provider. I was told if you start to see bright red blood soaking more than a pad an hour, develop a fever or severe abdominal pain, or if you start to feel lightheaded or dizzy, or see clots bigger than the size of your fist, yes, the size of your fist. I had to clarify that, but they literally said the size of your fist. Then you should go to the ER to seek help. Really take it easy. Like you think you might be okay. And you're like, oh, I can totally do this activity. So for example, I went to go walk to my mailbox, which is a total of half a mile round trip. And by the time I got home, I was like winded. And then that's when this, the clot started happening. And when I called, they're like, did you do any strenuous activity recently? I'm like, I walked to my mailbox and they're like, yeah, that's your body's sign telling you that, Hey, you need to slow down. Another thing I wish I had known was that my personal hygiene standards would totally go out the window I went from showering multiple times a day, you know, after working out first thing in the morning to feel refreshed to just a few times a week, which is a little embarrassing to admit. But honestly, like when you're so tired, I kind of would have liked to have like known that this could happen, that like you'd, your standards might change and it's okay. But like the sooner that you can accept that, the easier it is. Same thing goes for just having a tidy home, like trying to be neat and organized all the time. That just went out the window too. Um, but once I kind of accepted that that was the case and let it go, it was a lot easier to keep on going. I mean, there are a lot of things that were new for me. That's just one thing I remember that my sister-in-law told me, hey, it took me one year before I was able to wear my jeans from before when I was pregnant. And I think it took me about that long too. And I, I know that when you see in, you know, celebrities, it takes them just a few weeks or a few months, but sometimes it can, you know, can take long, a longer time than, than you'd expect. Postpartum could be a very lonely journey, right? Especially like, it's amazing when you have a solid partner that's supporting you. And I've been lucky to have that. But even with that, it could be just lonely, you know, like you're just, you know, your, your spouse goes to back to work and you're home alone for like, you know, your, for the duration of your maternity leave, you start taking mommy groups or library time or somewhere to go with that little baby that doesn't really need any of that. It's just mostly you, the mom who needs some socialization and not just like, you know, caring for the child. And that is so super, super important for mental health. And I feel like because I had to learn it the hard way that it could get lonely. Whenever I have friends that do have babies, I make sure to reach out to them to even like text them and be like, Hey, how are you? Send them a quick little gift, a joke or something like something to let you know that, Hey, I care about you. Not just ask you about your baby, but I care about you as well. And how are you doing? Would you like to get lunch? Would you like me to visit you or drop by and bring you some coffee or something like that? Um, I wish you know, somebody did that for me more often uh, during my first pregnancy. And because I missed that, now I try to give back, pay forward to some of my um, uh, friends that are now going through this. It's really important to be kind to yourself. That You might get a lot of unsolicited advice from many people, but I don't think there's one and the right way to survive and thrive in this period. So I really want you to learn how to be kind to yourself so you can be kind to your baby. Those of us 
who are on the journey to get pregnant or on the pregnancy journey, just take every moment and enjoy it and appreciate it. We, we do take some things for granted. And I think um, it's important to like, acknowledge how, how lucky we are to get pregnant, how lucky we're to have a healthy pregnancy, how lucky we are to have a healthy delivery and a healthy baby, right? All of those things are really important to acknowledge. As hard as any of those steps and stages could be, it's just important to count your blessings. Just be prepared for, for many, many changes, many adjustments, but also know that you are very resilient. Your body is more resilient than you think. And so are you. Anyone 18 or over in the United States can be a Crossover Health member. At Crossover, you stay connected to a care team that works together and gets to know you over time. A doctor, a nurse, a mental health expert, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a health coach, a fitness coach, and a care navigator. Go to crossoverhealth.com to join the healthcare revolution. If you like our podcast, please follow or subscribe and leave a review. If you have a topic you want us to explore, let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Crossover Health. Until next time, be well.